I can't type. Do 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 do. Energy up, energy up. I also noticed <laughs> um, in pretty much every one of our episodes so far, we get into this little banter bit, and our energy is like where it needs to be, and then we realize we that talking. we have to read something, and then fail. we we completely backtrack. And then it takes us a good like twenty minutes to get back to this level that we're at right now. Okay, I feel well. I think also a lot of these days, like I've been tired or like just waking yeah. up, or you know, my day didn't go the way I planned. So I feel pretty good right now, and I'll try to keep yeah. the energy up. This new microphone, how can I not, dude? With it blinking in my face all the time and me <laughs> accidentally hitting my lips on it. Maybe I just have that thing where caffeine makes me tired and I'm just slowly taking away my own energy and I don't know it. I'm just sapping my life force. Maybe. Do you want to? Do you want to? Welcome back to 321 Backlog, the podcast where we play and discuss games from our video game backlog. My name is Alec and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend James. Hello, guys. How's it going? Every beautiful day out today. Ready to talk about a terrible game. We're. we're... Getting so good at this. Uh, today we're talking about Ori and the was it Ori and the Blind Forest. I should probably know this. It's, today, yeah. we're, <laughs> today we're talking about Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition. The forest of Nibel is dying after a powerful storm sets a series of devastating events in motion. Ori must journey to find courage and confront a dark nemesis to save the forest of Nibel. Ori and the Blind Forest tells the tale of a young orphan destined for heroics through visually stunning action platformer crafted by Moon Studios, featuring hand-painted artwork, meticulously animated character performance, a fully orchestrated score, and dozens of new features in the definitive edition. Ori and the Blind Forest explores a deeply emotional story about love and sacrifice and the hope that exists in all of us. We're not going to play that poverty edition here. No. So originally released in 2015, and then subsequently the definitive edition was released in 2016. Both editions carry a Metacritic score of 88. So awesome. apparently somebody liked this game, Alec. Uh, you know, and it, it wasn't me. <sighs> well, we'll get into that. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it, you know... I, you and I both, I, I think, in in maybe varying degrees of intensity, we both got a lot going on. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I new kid at the house for me, and and uh, traveling across multiple state lines, sitting down to play a game. Sounds uh, like you need a Steam Deck. Especially, I you know, I might uh, trying to play two games because we we pick two at a time, and then we'll try to get both of them done. That gets that gets rough, right? Yeah. Yep. So the, I think that kind of really influenced my playthrough of this game, uh, and also of Bioshock. I think I had a little bit better of a time with Bioshock, and we can right. talk about that during that episode. But this one yeah. was a lot of outside influence, and the game itself 
even though I had it on easy mode, the the platforming was really hard for me. How, how did how did it do for you? I didn't die once. <laughs> okay. It's tough, man. It's I I know I'm not good at games, but man, I was kind of surprised just how bad I guess I am. I don't know. I did. I I finished the game, but I it took a lot, and I I think enjoying it a lot helped, though. I I really did like, and I think platformers might be like one of my top genres as far as enjoyment. So that helped. Yeah, I'm actually looking right now to see how much gameplay I actually got into it. Yeah, uh, that shouldn't be too. I have uh, that. So I it go ahead. I got you. You had eight hours. That's roughly. not right. That can't uh, be it. Well, in, unless you were logged on and uh, or unless oh, there my... was a time where I I think I was playing it offline. So okay, I have a total of a hundred and eight minutes, and that's that's how long the it old took college me. try. That's how long it took me to realize that 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 one I am not good at this. This game was too hard for me, and. If if you're gonna try and sit down and play a game for a podcast, you need to really not have a bunch of outside distractions. Because my goodness, yeah. this this felt like work, and it was so hard to do. And I think, it, <laughs> and honestly, I, I think it does the game a disservice because I I wanted to like it so bad, so much. I just think I had too much going on, and oh, I really yeah. couldn't put my put it put it forward. So I don't think I'm gonna uh, 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 strike it off of my backlog. But for okay. now, I think I'm okay. Stay tuned for part two, guys. <laughs> so yeah, uh, what this was your selection, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, I I had it. I think when we I first bought like an Xbox, we put it on there because we got Game Pass, and I played it for like five minutes or something. I got through the prologue basically, and I I, I put it up, and I thought it's going to be a pretty tough game. And then I gave my Xbox away, and I never played it again. But then it went on sale on Steam for like five bucks, I think, for both the Will of the Wisps and the Blind Forest. So I bought it, and I I was really excited to play it because, you know, I I think I mentioned in the last couple episodes, I'm just excited to play video games again. So I just slammed it down on the back front of the backlog. Yeah, I, you know, talking about playing through the prologue, because I, I I played through that and I was like, man, this is, this is great. I'm going to get a nice linear platforming experience <laughs> and it doesn't seem like it's too terrible. And man, did it just rip me a new one after a bit. Uh, it is, I don't want to, I don't want to jump ahead too much to, to control, to like the, the to slamming it, uh, but it it was uh, not linear fully. It was like semi linear. You, you, how yeah. would you describe that? Because it was you were going up, down, left, right. You had to backtrack to a it's bunch a, of different places. It's a it's its own genre, kind of. They call it it's a platforming, but it's like Metroidvania style. So the whole mm-hmm. concept, a lot of people really like this, is that you start off in a very small area and the whole world expands around you. But the reason it expands is because you're able to backtrack once you get new abilities and stuff. And I know in other games, but not so much this one, there's a, l- a lack of linearity to it where you can kind of just go and get an ability early on and then kind of like push forward. 
you know, you can kind of, but this one, I guess, has more linearity where you have to get this ability first and do this. But there's like speed runs of it where people have beat the game in like insanely fast. That's I watched a video cool. of it after I finished the game of somebody and I actually learned a lot of how I could be playing the game differently just from watching that. And and I felt like when I came back to the game and did some of the extras in it, I felt like I like the game was on. I don't want to say it was on easy mode, but I just felt like I had learned so much stuff that I could do. But that's the whole thing with the game. You you kind of explore around, and then you acquire either more health or more abilities, orbs, and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. upgrade your character a little bit more. And you kind of get to pick how much of that you do which right. will in turn make the game easier for you but yeah i think through for the talent tree specifically i think i ended up getting maybe five or six talent points so i which I, honestly, I, I which I talents did the, you take yeah i went like through the, the bottom most and i can't remember what they were specifically but i i, I remember I think those were on the bottom row that, i think that was based on damage kind of if possibly that's, yeah the one i initially went with was more about you you could gain health maybe that's why i had an easier experience but it would be like you could gain health back when you saved oh, and it, you would get more more right, well, life talk back about the saving on that because the how they introduced saving the game was irritating as i'll get out There's no saving this game for you huh man i i brought this up when we were talking about wind waker and aladdin right kind of going back to these old games this is not an old game it's, it's an old style yeah it's old style right but going back to these old games you had to kind of remember hey some games you just don't save right and that's one thing that i've really enjoyed in these these newer gen the the, the things that we're playing today in in the in the 2000s and on typically you have automatic saves or you can save when you want and it really irked me that to save in this game you either had to be in a very specific point or you had to have enough of like your mana or whatever it was it was called as a resource and that was just a weird mechanic to me that you, yeah but you i think that's to, a way to introduce you know. some difficulty and and try to it's not like limbo where you die and it's like there's no yeah. almost no consequence but and i guess i the I, I to what you said metroidvania games i don't know if i've i can't think of any off the top of my head uh i guess other than metroid or castlevania yeah, metroid, would be two right. of the top ones mega yeah, man and, is and often I, described as kind of a metroidvania style and i never played those so i, I, I think yeah that, i think this was probably the first of this game for me so it was uh it was a bit of a shock um we the first time when it's like oh hey go ahead and you know long press this to save and it took away my resources i was like what in the hell is happening right now <laughs> Yeah, but I, I think that's kind of one... I For me, that's kind of the charm because there's a little bit of resource management. And I think, man, this game, I think, goes pretty light on the difficulty that comes with these types of games a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So when we play Hollow Knight, that's going to be a nightmare for you. <laughs> I and think, not, it's on my log, so yeah. my backlog. I think for me, what I think what happened with the saving was... I got to a point, I, I got the new ability or whatever it was or wherever, wherever it happened to be, but I got something that made me, I had to go back and I had to go find where it was that I needed to go because I unlocked, I don't know, maybe double jump or like the little burst that you get, like an energy burst, and I had to go like unlock something. 
right. to backtrack. And one, I couldn't remember where the hell I was going. And I found late that you had a map, which was fun. Um, and I, I think I... Oh, I use that a lot, yeah. I think I backtracked for like... It was probably like five minutes, but it felt like 10, 15 minutes. And I misunderstood a jump and died and lost all of that stuff. And I yep. had no energy to save. And it was just, it, it was so I, it, it was just a constant. I'd pour it back in, get to the spot, and I kept dying in the same spot, but I had no ability to save any further. And it was just excruciating. Every once in a while, if I took, uh, like, I think I became a little more aware of that early on, how you would just, you would need to do that. Mm -hmm. I would, if I would take too much damage trying to get something accomplished, I would just do the little Ori suicide to start back at that point, mm -hmm. get my health back, and then I could try it again. But I think, that, again, that kind of comes with a little bit more of experience with the game. And, yeah. you know, you just kind of learn. I, I'm sure a lot of other people did that, too. Just, you know to give yourself that little bit of an advantage. Cause I know myself, there's no way I was, if I lost more than 50% of my health getting in there, I'm probably going to lose the rest of it trying to get out. So, yeah, you know, I, I worry, especially with this next bit, uh, I worry that I'm going to come across as uh what's the, what's the bad gamer term, a casual, you know, I, I, I always thought, thought of myself as a gamer and I still do, but I don't think I played as many games as I thought. Cause I would pick like <laughs> one game, one big game every year. Or, you know, and that would yeah. be my game, you know, I, or we, I got feel stuck like I, the, we got stuck in the, the World of Warcraft back in the day. And like that was yeah. the game, right? I feel like so, playing games like that, where it's a long term type of game kind of diminished a lot of my that's why I got a backlog because you're playing the mm -hmm. like one game for yeah. ever and ever and ever. And you still have to go to work and do all this other stuff. <laughs> but then you've got income. So you're buying games, right? And I think what ended up happening for me on, on this one, in, uh, in this round of our game selection, which I want to talk later about our maybe a format change, um, we, we, we decided at the same time we're going to play Ori and we're going to play Bioshock. Right. And then we'll, you know, when, when we get those done, then we'll record our episodes and, and be good to go. Uh, I'm really bad at switching between games. Yeah. Because I can't learn the controls of two games yeah well imagine if we happen to have two platformers where they had an entire oh, like the same goodness. type of game but different yeah so it's we're we'll we'll split it up and we'll do one <laughs> game at a time because i think i feel like that'll also be better too because i can focus more on it and oh, for sure yeah yeah so yeah i i i i i played this so yeah i played this between my main pc and then when i travel i bring um, a gaming laptop with me and I'll bring a controller and all that. And, you know, going in different environments, different PCs, my bigger PC at home plays much better than my, uh, than my laptop does. So it was a lot of switching back around and stuff like that. So it was, it was a definitely a mixed, uh, good thing experience. for cloud saving though. Oh man. Yeah. You need a, you just need to get a steam deck, dude. You know, I might, it, Hey, if, uh, if, if we, if we, Make it big with this podcast, or, or my 3D printing takes off like gangbusters. Maybe if you see one at an airport, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> if some kid goes to the bathroom and leaves maybe. a Steam Deck on the ground. Anyway, yeah. we're not, we don't promote thievery here. <laughs> no, I uh, see. So yeah, I, I've, I, and, and again, I, I, 
I think I would enjoy this game. I just had a lot of outside factors that were messing with me on this one. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to bash it too much. Like I, I, I my favorite ability in the game was called bash. <laughs> I absolutely am going to play this again at some point. It just might be a while. Um, so, so yeah, um, other than that, um, I did want to call out the, um, artwork and the graphics themselves Beautiful were game. phenomenal. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, and that's actually what made me want to play it. I didn't, I, I didn't really think I was feeling that when I first downloaded it. The game just looked amazing to me, and when on back on the Xbox, I just wanted to play it for the visuals of it. And I <laughs> thought it was going to be real easy. <laughs> <laughs> it it was it was real good. Um, you know, it, it, there was there were points. And this is me not playing a lot of the, these types of games. There were points that the graphics were, were, I don't know if it was that they were so good or if this had really anything to do with it. Maybe it was just the level design. There were some things that it was it was really hard to tell where um, the platforming assets that you interact with and the background that is just there to be background. Yeah. Those bled together a lot in, in not like a bad way, but like in the, the, the background images and, and artwork versus the foreground stuff was just so well done yeah. that it was very seamless. And there were some, there were some spots of it where I thought there was a background piece that I, I couldn't interact with, but it was what I needed to interact with. Um, one of the first times that there was like a, those spider creatures that you saw and there was right. this big, this big nest. I thought that was just a background piece. I felt uh, like because I, it was moving, I kind of knew something had to happen with it, but, it, I that was the only thing I think in the entire game I had to look up what to do, yeah, because I could not figure out that you needed to knock the spider the big <laughs> like egg nest down. Yeah. I I had to look it up because I was so lost about it. But yeah, yeah but I fun. felt like it was obvious that you needed. It was very out of place. Like you knew you had to do something with it. Right? Yeah, you knew to do something, but I I didn't think you'd be able to. I thought it was going to be like a thing that you did something else to get that interact with it. I didn't think yeah. it was something you could like climb on, like you like you ended up doing. Well, you knock it down. Did you knock right. it down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think you 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 hit it, but you have to like, if I remember correctly, you have to like interact with it to get on top of it, right? And then go to like the other side of it, and then you get a chance to knock There's it down. There's a rock, I think, that it's yeah. attached to, and you blow the rock up, and it falls. Right. Yeah. Did you? Okay. So. How far? Uh, I guess we'll kind of just briefly. I liked the prologue. The prologue is all I got through it, but I noticed when I was playing it, I paused it for a second, and you have the option to skip it, which is cool because I know with this style of game, there's always a lot of people that do speed running. So it was kind of cool that you could just skip the prologue part of it. Um, oh, I did not know you could skip the prologue. Yeah, it's just because it's not really like a. It's not teaching you much about the game, I guess. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to get through it again pretty quickly, you can just skip it. But it was so heartfelt. Why would you do that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah so there was a lot of that kind of interacting and then there was like another thing I would encounter a lot where you would kind of see things that you knew you could interact with this is what I like about it is you, there were areas you knew you could interact with but you would try all your abilities and stuff and none of them would do anything so you know you're going to come back to that eventually that was mm -hmm. kind of a driving factor I, uh, I I definitely need to go back because I think there's a lot that I didn't get to experience. Um, the main thing I got to experience over and over again was uh, Jabba the Hutt uh, making a voice acting appearance. <laughs> Ooh, that was that you was so that was so distracting. Like really? it, I thought it was fine. I, 
I hated it. Why? I thought, I thought it was such an unnecessary thing, uh, right? To to like you know well, maybe people, they speak a different. Le- not everybody speaks American. Guardians of the Galaxy, all those beings should be speaking different languages, but they all happen to speak English, right? It's you don't find that weird. Yeah, it's no, it's just it's we 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 take in storytelling when it's things that we may not understand we get to hear it as if we could understand it right right and i just thought having this weird it it was it was like a comical to me like interpretation of jabba the hut giving some heartfelt speech uh about this orphaned creature right i just i think and then you then you had to listen to it and then read subtitles which some people like subtitles some people don't i particularly don't so i think it would have been much better if who, the voice the, the 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 actor the voice actor i don't know who it was it sounded amazing he had a great voice for it great cadence but if he just said the actual words that we could understand, I think it would have hit much better to me. It was Kevin Michael Richardson was the okay. I'm just, that, I'm, that was the voice actor for okay. Job of the Hut. You're <laughs> <laughs> killing me. According um, to Google. According to Google. So yeah, whoever whoever did it for Ori the Blind Forest, uh, amazing voice. But I think if they just spoke, in our case, English, or you know, if they did American. it for our languages. American, it, you know, I, I that would have just been better because you wouldn't have had okay. to, like fill the screen up with the lettering and all that. And, I don't mind that. Yeah, I, I, I think, it, I think it would have been better if it was just like English. I maybe I have I'm practically deaf. I think so. I like subtitles and stuff in a game. I it's the first thing I do, man. I went on even on Bioshock. Whoops. Even on Bioshock, I just immediately go in and I turn the subtitles on because I want to be able to. I, I want to be able to really understand what's being said. So maybe that's why it didn't bother me. But I also feel like it. It just kind of fleshes out the the game a little bit more. Having, but I don't know. That's a, to me that it seems like a very strange thing to be upset about. But I, I wouldn't say I'm upset about it. It's just that's I didn't. Experience We're having a funeral much. for your emotions. <laughs> I didn't experience enough of the game. But yeah, that was one thing that I, I encountered like three or four times, and it was I wouldn't say jarring, but it was definitely it was definitely the worst thing that ever happened. It, it was yeah, I <laughs> I don't know how to articulate it exactly, but I just I I think it just was a you're not a fan. Choice. I wasn't a fan. The the, the yeah. yeah the the sound quality was great on all of it. It sounded nice, but it was just I think it would have been better if it was a language that existed for us to understand. Okay, well, that's yeah. I, it wouldn't have bothered me if they did that, but like, I, it didn't bother me how it was either. I'm very particular. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's no. dude. I I'm so particular about certain things in games, so I'm not even gonna give you any crap about it. You know, <laughs> my, uh, you know, I I think it is similar similar vein. My my wife has not watched certain like critically acclaimed shows because of like an accent that the main actor would have is that or agoraphobic i don't i don't know if it, you know if there's a name for it but it was like oh that that actor there you know they're they're putting on too weird of like a country drawl or something and it just sounds artificial she just won't watch the show because it sounds weird okay you know so i think it's it's i don't think i'm fully alone in in this but you know i don't okay. I, don't, I don't think it took enough away of the uh, away from the game 
I think the game was so good. It was just uh, just a little weird, quirky thing. Yeah, it didn't it, I, it didn't bother me much at all, but that's okay. My 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 notes are coming to a close here, so I'm <laughs> I'm worried that I didn't get enough. So you're gonna be that's really okay. Yeah, I'm, a lot about this now. So I'm gonna to, yeah. So buffer. Did you encounter? There was an area where it was like very very dark in it. Did you end up in that area at all? I I I made it. I feel to, like you would know it if you saw it. I got to a point where I was going to get, I think a a wisp or something like with the things you're like collecting or whatnot. And mm. this creature, this like, oh, like your creature, he like stole it. And I started chasing him. Yeah. I like that character. I think he's kind of almost seems like a monkey or something. Yeah. to me. So I think I, I, I think I finally got to him and, okay. and defeated him. And that's about where I stopped. Did you, well, you don't defeat him. And may, maybe, yeah. Then maybe I didn't do it. I thought I, I, I was chasing him, and then I encountered something that was um, a boss-ish, maybe. And yeah, I, boss adjacent. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's about where I stopped. So, do you care if I give you like a little bit of spoilers on no, it? I know you said you might come back to the game. Okay, so that guy, there's like a little bit of a hint of what's going to happen, but that guy tries to run, and like a big rock falls on top of him, and Ori. It's like a small cutscene within the game. Ori actually pulls the rock off of him, and he just kind of stops and then leaves. But it kind of tells you in the story, like that he changed that day oh, because of Ori's kindness that he's shown. So you kind of get this little sense that maybe like the bad things in the forest can kind of be coerced into being friendly, right? Because Ori's the, a peaceful creature, kind of. What? But is Ori? Because I I don't think I got far enough into the story. Is it like is Ori like a spirit or like an actual corporeal being? Oh my god! It's kind. Of, I remember kind of reading this about it because I kind of uh, what is what is Ori? He's adorable. Absolutely. I think he's like an embodiment of the tree or something. Like he's right. he's the child of the. <laughs> Am I mixing up multiple games here? I think he's like an embodiment of the spirit of the tree or something like that, or the tree's voice maybe. Gotcha, gotcha. We'll see what I don't. Yeah, what? <laughs> get in the comments. Tell us if we're correct or not. Yeah, we, just go ahead and we played these games. Do no research outside of what we played, and and try to come up with things to talk about. Yeah, go ahead and just ruin my day. Dump it on me here. There was. I really do want to talk about this because this was like I. I got. I think you and I have a different, a very different feeling of uh, getting from this game. There was an area that it was super dark and there were I don't think I should have been there yet. I think it was I was there a little bit prematurely, like based on how much health my character had and everything. But the only reason you can see where you're supposed to go is because there's enemies inside of the cave that are moving. And you can see that where they're at is solid ground because you know that the enemies don't go on the spikes and they'll die if they do. So I would jump to those areas and kill the enemy. And move through it. And then you grab this ball of light that's heavy. Like it actually changes the oh. the physics of your character a little bit. So then all of your jumps are harder to make. And this plat this light shows platforms that are only there when you're holding the light. And there's this part, it's kind of hard to describe it, but there's a part where you're creating these platforms by holding this light, and they're only near you when they're near the light ball. 
And then there's also these things that it erases, like platforms it'll erase. Well, then there's one of these giant lasers that is hitting a platform. So if you approach the platform with the ball of light, it deletes the platform above you and the laser cuts off your path. So you know you need to set the ball of light down, jump to the next area, and then go, you know, progress. But when you put the ball of light down, Ori's physics change again, and you've been playing for a pretty good amount of time with these heavy-weighted physics. So then I set the ball of light down, and I go to make that jump, and I overshoot it like crazy and die. And it happened so many times, even when I was aware of it, I just wasn't mentally and physically compensating for that anymore. And when I did finish that part, it felt really good. And I think that's what I like about these games, and maybe you you get you have a less patience with it. But I'm like looking for that like pat on the back from the game for beating it, you know. <laughs> I I you know e- either either we had talked about this because you know we'll chat about the games a little bit between us. Either you had brought this up before, or I did get to that little ball of light, but didn't go any further than that. And I it, that sounds familiar. Yeah, but I don't. I could see you getting there and just being like, nope. <laughs> you know, that's it, okay. It's, a, it's, it's a not. Chance. It was my backlog in my game, not yours. You know, I just wanted a friend to play it with. That's all. <laughs> Did you? I I don't. I, one thing I noticed through the whole game in general is that the more you explore, the stronger you get because you'll gain. There's like levels, kind of like an experience system by beating enemies. So the game would get a little bit easier if you're having a difficult time. You could get more health. I noticed a lot of the game's difficulty felt more front loaded as far as the things you experienced were very much like in the front of the game. Whereas near the end, it became about the difficulty of platforming, you know, like say like there were times where I would save the game just to help replenish my health, because I think you would gain two health dots if you saved with the build that I went. Right. So that means the energy was became almost a non-issue eventually. Mm. And then near the end of the game, I wasn't, I didn't find myself dying because I was taking damage from enemies and stuff like that, because you do so much damage later on. I was dying because you would hit areas where it was basically only platforming damage that I was taking damage from. And then there's a couple areas where the game is like, it's the old, like the levels pushing you along thing. Okay. Uh, I think of like Mario was one of the first games I ever played where the level is moving and you just have to traverse it at the speed that the game is telling you to. Right. There's there's probably a term for that, but that those levels were tough. I and and I mean tough. But yeah. Yeah, there was one thing in particular, the Ginso tree. That's the whole that's the first main objective that you're trying to do is go to this tree and restore water for the whole area. Do you recall that was like what they told you to do? Yeah, I, I vaguely. Yeah. Okay, so a little here's some some little spoiler for you. You restore the light to this tree via some platforming. You get this ability called Bash, which was my favorite ability. What it does is you kind of latch onto an enemy or an orb, and then you point what direction you want to go, and Ori just flies in that direction. So when you restore water to the tree, the water is going to kill you, and it just comes up the tree super fast, and you have to traverse the tree with spikes everywhere and water coming up. And if you miss like even one orb, you're dead. Oh, wow. And it was tough, man. I want to say I think I died 40 to 60 times on it. I guess we would average that at 50. 
but I died a lot and I, I felt it felt really good to get past it. I have a video of it. If you want to watch it, like at another point, I'm just yeah. putting it in the discord. I think this was like a person doing it flawlessly. So it's not going to be nearly the struggle that I went through. But when you look at the comments of that video, like people are like saying like, this is, you made it look easy. I died so many times here. People are saying this is when they quit the game because it was just oh, like, wow. it's a shame that this was so difficult because this is what made me quit. And this wasn't even that tough compared to like the very last part of the game for me, but it was cool. It just felt really good to be able to beat that section. And that's when I knew like, no matter what I was going to hunter, like just finish the game because it was just so man rewarding, I guess. You know, are I, you watching it or no, I'm not, I'm not watching okay. it yet. Um, but I, I'm just kind of listening to your description of it. I was having trouble. I was I had just gotten my double jump, and I okay. I'd, I'd already gotten back a little bit, so I'd have my double jump for maybe a couple hours. No, I didn't play for a couple hours. It felt like hours. I probably had <laughs> almost it. a couple of of gameplay. I probably had it for maybe twenty minutes. And wow, dang, uh, dude. <laughs> and I. I I'm curious if the double jump ever got better through like talents or whatever, because it was actually a triple jump. Eventually, it wasn't enough. Like I, I was yeah. stuck in a pit and I had to like hit the wall, bounce, hit the wall, double bounce, hit the wall, and navigate through some spikes just to get back to where I could like progress because I was in a pit, right? Yeah, and I could not get out. Like I couldn't figure out how to. Like it was just I couldn't time it right or something, and I was just having trouble with just your basic like double jump of doing like the one wall to like wall jumping. There's a couple things in the game. There's a, you eventually can get a triple jump, which I think you can beat the game without even getting triple jump, but there is the ability that's in the ability tree that I went through first. There's also a dash in midair you can get, which is, I found really helpful where you basically, I guess in Ori's thing, it's like, like eight body lengths of Ori forward in midair. You can also do that only in the definitive edition. You can do that on the ground. Right. So it kind of speeds up the pace of the game. And then eventually you get a feather, which you use as a slow fall ability, which helps again because it gives you, oh, and there's a way, there's like a wall climb thing where your character doesn't have to double, like, like wall jump climb over and over again. You can actually like cling to the wall. And that's what I mean, how the game gets a lot easier the more stuff you unlock as you unlock it, because you just you become much more equipped to traverse the entire game successfully. <laughs> I'm I, I I probably heard like a third of that. I'm watching that video you just posted. It's crazy, right? I'm I'm my heart is pounding right now. Just watch it. I, I would yeah. never have done this. And I yeah, and I yeah, I know it was tough. I I swear I I died I thought probably this, honestly. I mean, and kids now for this comment, kids nowadays are crazy. I thought this game was for kids. My son could do this. It does have like a very cutesy little look, like look That's to rough. it. But yeah, it's holy yeah. lord, dude. <laughs> and to me, that wasn't even the the final platforming boss. If you, I don't know, it's not really a boss fight, but the final boss of the game was more difficult for me than this part. But I think this part is more difficult for most people oh that guy God. is also getting the orbs i skipped some of those orbs that he got in the little video you're watching oh my goodness that's wild i like that ability a lot though and i didn't realize through it like when i played i guess you can use that ability 
on anything. So if there's an enemy, you there like on the speed run, this guy on a speed run is using it on every single enemy he encounters, and he just flies through the game. It's crazy. Mm. But I'll close out of that. Um, that moment of that tree was when I switched. Traditionally, I guess in in most platformers, you want to use a D-pad. At least that's what all the nerds do, and that's what I hear on the internet, and that's what I hear and feel. But I had to switch to the control stick for that part, which was cool because I feel like that's what made it feel like a modern platformer to me. Yeah. Switching, because if you think about aiming that arrow that shows up on the screen, you're not going to be able to really do that accurately. As in my opinion, I couldn't aim it accurately with a D-pad because a control stick has a lot more. Yeah. It just fits that a little bit better. I thought that was kind of neat because they they found a way to make it like it was an Xbox controller game. So they, you know, it just I thought it was neat. Yeah, I used the joysticks for all of my playthrough. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I I guess you probably you probably could have because the game had it had really tight controls. I saw you put those controls were responsive. Very. Um, yeah. Yeah, and they they better be cuz it's the only platformer I can think of that like I should like is like the new Donkey Kong games have terribly like just the controls feel slimy. <laughs> but you want I want tight controls in a game. I want it to feel like what I'm doing is important, not just watching a monkey roll. So what else is left here? You, um... Yeah, I'll go over a few things. I died 458 times <laughs> when I when I played through the game. And it took me 12 hours to beat it. And then I played for about another two hours. I, it's different from what it said on my Steam, but my thing shows that I played for almost 14 hours total. That's because I went back and I, I got like more of the light, extra health and the abilities and maxed out all three parts of the skill tree. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I, I don't know. There was also like random, and it kind of shocked me when it happened, but there was, I heard the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> I killed an enemy. I knocked it off a cliff, and it's just like, I don't want to do my impersonation of it, but that's so good. You know, there's um... it was just cool because it was very random. You know, yeah. You know, there's apparently uh, somewhere on the internet the the person that does the Wilhelm scream. There's alternatives to it. Like the, the oh really? Like when whoever did it, the guy that was in the booth did a couple of them, but the one we all know is the one they chose for whatever movie or thing it was, and that's the one that yeah. stuck or, or yeah stuck. Uh, but there is apparently like four or five other ones that are floating around there. I know there's a Howie scream, which is like extremely visceral. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it in a couple other things, but it's like it sounds like it comes from deeper. <laughs> so good. And then I, I guess we could kind of touch on the ending a little bit if they if you're OK with that. Yeah, I, 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 I initially I was going to I was going to say at the beginning and I, I we didn't. I was like, oh, they're probably aren't too many spoilers but i'm not many thinking not i many. might have been a little little wrong with that but i don't think it'll be that bad i i think I, this game to me just from the little i've watched online and hearing you discuss it i think the playing of the game is the biggest thing not necessarily it's the, the experience yeah sure there uh, this the story i think is kind of touching to some like a lot of people really did like the story i had to look up a little bit about it because i didn't fully grasp it, but I guess according to Reddit, that was a common thing that people had. I had part of the the ending spoiled for me a little bit. There was the Steam sale that I bought it on. It I got both editions of the game, 
Right. So I got the definitive and the regular, and then I also got Will of the Wisp packaged in with it. Will of the Wisps has Ori on the like in the banner of the on Steam. It has Ori, and then it has an owl. The enemy of the game is an owl. So I, right. the, I was thinking like, okay, obviously Ori and the owl are going to end up becoming friends or something. And then when the little guy, like the little monkey guy, Gumo or Gummo, I can't remember which how you say it. When that guy becomes friendly, that's when I knew I was like, okay, obviously the owl is is gonna kind of come around to being friends. Mm. So, kind of had that spoiled for me a little bit. It's not exactly that. That's not a, like that's not necessarily the exact ending, but that kind of it was kind of funny to me because it was like it, probably very unintentional, but it's a pretty big thing. I think that they maybe didn't consider. Well, but, you know, I I think when they're the game's already almost almost ten years old. Come on, so, man. <laughs> yeah, hey, that has that. Yeah, you're, deal. it's true. You know, I think I and when did Will of the Wisp come out? It was. Um, this ain't that game, dude. It ain't that podcast. I know, but I'm just I'm just curious, just to put it in context. They were they were sent out five years apart. So I mean, yeah, you had time. At, at some point, you got to be like, hey, spoilers. At what point can is it socially acceptable to say you you can't really worry about spoilers? You know, I know. Well, people still get mad about like if you spoil Harry Potter or something. So yes, that's that's very true. Which we're not going to get into. <laughs> the the last part of the game, you're being chased by that owl. The, oh, big, the big okay. daddy owl, mommy owl, whatever. Right. And that was, I think I died a hundred times. That added like a hundred deaths to my death count. I was also cooking dinner and in between checking temperatures on food and stuff like that, I was playing. <laughs> so I think I was like sort of distracted, a little bit sweaty. Maybe I was I was actually grilling food. <laughs> oh, good Lord. So yeah, it was very intense for me, but it was cool because it was like a, the ultimate test of like being able to use every single skill. And I really thought it was like, it was a lot of fun. It was very tough. And I kept getting right at the end. And I knew like, if I didn't time it perfectly, I was going to like, never going to finish it. And I think the very last, like three or four jumps or platforming skill tests. I think I died on that part alone, like 20 times just because it was that part kept tripping me up wow and then you could kind of do the trial by death thing and figure out like you got to that next step now you know what's coming and you have to kind of try to remember it mm. it was good when i when i finished it i looked up like what the heck the story was about because it didn't really make a lot of sense to me like why did any of this even happen so i put like just quick notes in it not i know you didn't finish it but maybe somebody didn't understand it either but they didn't care enough to look it up or he gets lost during a storm the light tree calls out to ori and i guess it's understood that because owls are nocturnal the light tree calling out to ori is what kind of ki like what killed most of the baby owls and that's why the mom went on a rampage and took the light away because she was trying to protect her baby owl so then at the end of the game she sacrifices herself to put the light back kills herself in the process and ori becomes like friends with the baby owl oh okay interesting. so that's why it's not exactly that but that like the next game isn't the the mommy owl or whatever but it's cool because that that was what rounded it out and i was like oh wow the story actually was pretty good but maybe if they had voice actors i would have known that right <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe that that was it if it wasn't java that was giving you his 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 thoughts on it yeah yeah i just i don't speak 
whatever Java does. There's a language, right? I'm pretty sure. I was going to look up more about it but for, for my little tidbit on it and you know life yeah that's all right <laughs> did you what do you did you like it at all would you play it again like oh, if you got a new absolutely. controller <laughs> oh yeah and and for that real quick when when i travel i had this like 10 year old controller yeah. it, it looks like an xbox controller but it's some third party and i hadn't before we started the podcast i hadn't used it in probably my son's seven and i got it before he was born so i i haven't used oh, it in like seven plus years yeah and <laughs> out of <laughs> this game broke your controller I'm sitting man. there in the in the hotel and I, i'm using the the a key for a jump or something and it just starts sticking so it like i pressed it in Ugh. and it got stuck there for like three seconds so it, it was it was rough. So I, I threw it in the trash. Yeah, I think I would play it again. I I think just life really kicked my butt on this one. So it, it's it okay. Took, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's that's something I wanted to say for any, anybody listening. Like I I play games to like you know get out of real life, right? Use that as an escape or whatever you want to do. You want it to be fun. And the fact of me trying to play this for the podcast and also to have fun the act of attempting to do that was making all the other life stuff worse. Right. So it was just, Damn. it was, it was bad. It was like, Oh, you should have, I have you to... should have pawned your kids off on somebody for a minute. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going through my list of like, like to do things ranging from real serious things to like, you know, changing out the laundry and doing dish, like all that little stuff. Right. And, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, I also have to play. I got to go play a game so then we can talk about it and it'd be somewhat genuine. And I'm sitting there stressing out. And I'm over, having such a good time over, with it over that I'm, I'm barbecuing <laughs> while I'm playing it. And I'm telling, I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm excited to talk to you about it. And it's looming over your shoulder like, oh, uh, man. like, <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, I, I would just a little. Uh, PSA for people don't it, games are meant to be fun if you're if you're stressing out over it, it it'll be there when you get back just yeah it's, put, put the controller put it back down. on the backlog yeah, put a backlog is going to be there just let it let it sit it's it's not coming it's come off of your backlog hasn't come off of mine I'll get to it yeah. eventually. Uh, if you do play it again let me know because I yeah. I would like to try it in and maybe play it in a different way or something yeah. or. And, and, you know, I'm also, I mean, I'm seeing, I've got Ori and or the first one, and I've also got Will of the Wisps on my, I'm not going to fully write it off. I'd like to play the other one as well. So, yeah, I would say next time, if you play it next time, maybe try to get more health a yeah. little earlier on be in a good, I think like a good place to play it and put the time in it too, because I feel like this is kind of one of those games that if you even take like a little bit of time away from it, you kind of forget what abilities you have and how to use them properly mm -hmm. and you just get more and more as the game goes on so i feel like it's it's better to play it a little bit more consecutively oh for sure it's, I, a, it, it's a short game so yeah definitely and i think this also kind of can lead into um this can also lead into our little discussion offline about about the issues i was having specifically about trying to juggle two games as well as yeah, as, as yeah. life right so what we've been doing historically is at the end of every other episode will say what games each of us are bringing in and then yeah. we'll set those aside so now we've got two games on our plate to play through and i think what we're going to do is break that up and we're still going to alternate because you bring one to the table i bring one to the table 
and yeah, I think and I got we need to paralysis do that. hard on that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 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 real bad at switching games. Yeah, you know when you've got we got uh, you you put 14 hours into Ori, and then Bioshock is another. It's over 10 at least. That that's a lot to cram in and try and do them both. Right. And then by the time we get to our recording, you played Ori a month ago. I I last put my controller down seven days ago. So. You know, yeah. very different um, levels of like discussion there. So I think moving forward, you, you and I may discuss what we might bring up, but I don't want to make it too hard of a line because we've already talked about our one after Bioshock and like we've already got it downloaded. You've already got it put on your, you know, you've already put a couple of minutes into it. So Dude, I, I, I put two hours into the first <laughs> cut scene. Yeah, I don't I don't want to. <laughs> so I want to try and give us a little restraint. You and I some like self yeah. restraint to wait long enough to say the next game because we're both going to get into it and you know, I don't want us to get stressed out especially me I don't want to get stressed out on it so yeah man this isn't supposed to yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm not I ain't playing video <laughs> games I, I don't play uh, Dark Souls okay there I'm not go. trying to ruin my life for a video game and that was my next game no um, God, oh, dude. No. God. all right <laughs> No, so um, no, I think I think um, yeah, I think with that we can go ahead and say our next game is still going to be Bioshock. That was the yeah. one that I brought, so that'll be our next one. And then at the end of our Bioshock episode, we will announce our next game. And then at the end of that one, we'll just do one at a time. We're still going to have the release schedule of every other week, uh, but we'll just re- be releasing one uh, announced game at a time. Yeah, and I think that'll be easier for other people to keep up too. If anyone wants to try to play along and then, you know, kind of review the podcast with us. And, you know, I think it'll be a little bit easier. I feel like that's how most formats are. And mm-hmm. we're just figuring things out still. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that kind of concludes the discussion of Ori. Did you have anything else you wanted to add about it? No, I don't think so. I think I think it was a good game. Uh, I think like I I've did, had enough. <laughs> I've had I've had enough, but I, it wasn't about the game. It was just about the real life thing so i think the game is good i think you got to go try it if you can handle those like it's a tough platformer it's it's hard uh but if you if you can get past that and you like that challenge um i think it's worth it okay well yeah i liked it so i i i'll try to keep it in mind that it was more difficult if there's another one that i try to pick in the future uh, um maybe maybe i'll put it on my back pocket backlog and we won't <laughs> no but this is something else too and i i think i mentioned it one of the other episodes you know th- this was the game that you brought you brought forth it wasn't necessarily on my list i think it was i don't know if i officially uh, officially put it on there but you you got your experience out of it i got my experience yeah. out of it and it's fine if um you and i both played uh the wind waker game and we got enough out of it we didn't finish it but we had enough I got too much out of that game dude. and that's and that's valid so i don't think you know, I don't think you have to finish every game if you if it's on your backlog and you've attempted it and it wasn't yeah. for you or it was for you. That's that both are valid. It's really all about I mean, dude, you didn't like the game that much. You had a difficult time with it. But wasn't this discussion just like you can't regret it? Oh, the, yeah, the discussion is great. I, <laughs> I do. I do like talking about them. It, you know, I, I had a little bit less to say because my experience was like a tenth of yours. Yeah. It was still it was still fun to talk about it, definitely. Yeah, thanks for listening to me ramble for the last 90 minutes. So yeah, I think that's it. Uh, thanks, everybody.
Thanks so much for listening. That wraps up our discussion for Ori and the Blind Forest, the definitive edition. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know with a thumbs up, a comment, or sharing with your friends and family. If you're able to do so, play along with us next time when we play Bioshock. We'll keep posting upcoming games to our socials and what games are up next at the end of each episode. This has been 3 to one Backlog by Alec L. and James T. Our show music is Liftoff by Amy Waters. You can find this song and more of their work at amywaters.bandcamp.com. You can connect with us on any of our social media pages and by sending us an email at 321backlog at gmail.com. Until next time. <laughs>